So uh, we are back with episode three of the Into the Unknown podcast. Dan is your host with my co-host and always one and only Mr. Scott Landis. How you doing this week, Scott? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Couldn't do it without you, man. And if I did, I would be stuck with someone. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, of course. But um, we have a lot to cover this week. We do want to start off with some news and updates. Just uh, some of the things that have been happening with the Forbidden Mountain. In case you missed it, if not, check it into it. Specifically on the audio side, I know we have just transferred into starting on the podcast platform. So some of the audio users might not always follow us yet on any of those platforms. All of those, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff is always in the the description links for all the podcasts so you can definitely find any of that stuff any there but i wanted to just shout it out and just go through some of the things that we have kind of started with scott so let's start about the first one and i just want to bring it up i don't even want to talk about it that long i'm going to do that that's not what i wanted guys <laughs> i don't want to cancel myself um but <laughs> i wanted to talk about the shop we opened up this is just for merchandise this was just like a stupid random idea that uh, started a couple, this was like probably like six weeks back when I, I told, um, I told Scott at the end of a gameplay video to get hooked. And uh, I just started thinking of other different designs that we can u- utilize within the Disney Lacana. So it came to a couple of these. Ironically, there's like other versions of these that haven't been let into the actual webpage yet because they're under review. I'm not really sure, but apparently Got Broom might be too much like Got Milk. So like, I don't know. It's under review. Who knows? Uh, but that's why you see like two Get Hooks, but like not two Your Welcomes or two Got Brooms, because for some reason those are under review. I don't really know why. But I just wanted to touch on it. The website will always be uh, in the links for all these things. So if you want to help support it, you want a little, little sportage of the Forbidden Mountain at you know, Gen Con or your locals when they open up, we would really appreciate it. You can buy all sorts of stuff, which I think I really enjoy. Um, and for the record, like this is like completely through this website. So even oh, we're going to talk about the new Merlin card. Don't worry. Uh, even <laughs> if you uh, you like you just want like a coffee mug, like you could just buy any of this crap. So I don't have any control of what the items actually are. It's just all run through them. It's just our designs that we upload to, to it. But even if you're like um a content creator yourself and you want to just make one of these stores it was really simple so like don't be afraid to go and put your design on a shirt and see if you have any you know family or friends that want to support you guys but that's enough for that we're going to get rid of this one and we're going to talk about um specifically in this podcast the the SWOT analysis of inks um and we've been doing this now for i guess a month since like whatever early june when some of those spoilers hit maybe like mid-june i think it was um and they've been good they've been well received uh people really seem to be interested in them and things like that so i'm definitely excited to really now that we're what like halfway i guess through all the cards right like yeah almost almost halfway some of the some of the inks obviously have way more cards so it's easier to address those um than others like you know some of them only have 11 cards, so it's like, well, this is what we have right now, but we'll we'll get through it. So let's uh, let's bring it in. Obviously, we're here for Disney Lurkana, and we're going to – we haven't had uh, a chance to talk about this together, Scott, so let's talk about the SWOT analysis overview. 
because uh, this was definitely you know one of your ways that you wanted to present cards and decks uh, to the community. So why don't you tell me a little bit how we got to the SWOT analysis overview? See, um, you wanted a universal way of of like analyzing things on a level playing field, and I mean through my various degrees and things like that in my various life, the SWOT analysis is something I've used quite often when looking at um, like different options for things. So um, when it came to like a level playing field, like different card types and things like that, it was, it seemed, uh, seemed like a good, good way to use it, especially when you put it in this context, I think it works. Yeah. I mean, it's gone, you know, pretty good so far. We've seen, uh, lots of different uses of it as we're giving, you know, we're going through in it. Um, I do want to point out that this was completely designed by Scott here. So like this is, yes. <laughs> this, is this is exactly how he pitched me on the sweat analysis. <laughs> What's up, Lurkotikas? Welcome to the stream. Um, so what what I what I got to shout out for our our boy over at Sister Lorcana is why is Flounder the weakness, Scott? Why, why, why is he the weakness? Because I asked I asked Sister Lorcana who I should use to represent the weakness in the SWAT analysis. He said you should use Flounder. So I used Flounder. I, I don't even believe that. I can't even believe that he used totally that. true. <laughs> uh, well, so I found was, the saddest picture of Flounder I could find. That's fair. That's fair. So <laughs> nonetheless, uh, have we have been breaking down all the cards using strength, weakness, opportunity, and threats. And that's exactly what we're going to do today for the uh, the inks. So we're going to get right into this because it might take a little while. We're going to do our best to get through it as fast as possible. Uh, so we're going to get into the Amber first. So Amber currently has 23 cards revealed, which is the most by any of the inks. And specifically, wow, really? uh, okay. it is, yes, it's, it's by far like like four, yeah. four more cards, I think, than any other ink. Um, and the this is this little text box here that we have is number two. This is like directly from the Disney Lurkana website from their, I guess, uh, reimagined image of what Amber is supposed to represent in the game. So Amber glimmers are purposeful, patient, and dedicated. They are able to pursue causes and ambitions with a single-minded persistence. They often work within communities, either from above as a leader or from within as a healer, bodyguard, or loyal follower. Um, so like when you read that paragraph and we think about all the cards that we already have, I think it sums it up pretty well, actually. I was actually like, you know, pretty impressed with this definition of it because some of the other descriptions that we're going to get into, like, it's hard to see that yet because we just don't have enough cards to really embody yeah. the, like the paragraph of Ramber, you can definitely picture that. So we're going to do this, um, freestyle here. We don't have slides for the, for the things. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Scott, we're going to go back and forth and he's going to, you know, we're going to basically get through this as fast as we possibly can. So Scott, tell me what are the strengths currently for Amber? Uh, swarming the board is, is what I find their biggest strength to be. Um, the two, obviously the one drop stitch card is just a two, two for one, but um, the, the other two stitch cards are the Rockstar and surfer are like, are build around cards um, and they both want multiple multiple other characters to be in play uh, so really as it stands right now like those are the two cards that you really want to build around um, so you basically like you have the ability to flood the board because there are no still no a revealed AOE type cards um, 
but even if there were, like both those cards take advantage of having cards in play and like Stitch Rockstar, as long as he survives a turn, you pretty much like you just turn over your hand like every single turn and you just continuously add threats to the board. And like I said, like without AoE in the format, like there's no like your opponent just a lot of times just can't keep up. Um, and there's just an air of inevitability to it. Um, but the other cards that they have, like um, until today, like they had Hey Hey as a supporter. They had like you have Goofy as a as a bodyguard. Um, so throughout the curve, you have other characters that don't just like I just challenge and I have like decent stats. Like they actually all have like decent abilities besides what they do. Um, so for me, like as it stands right now, like as you said, Amber has like a ton of cards that are actually revealed. Um, and for me, like they're they're one of the inks you can actually like build your deck around because of those those synergies that they have. Yeah, I mean, I I think just to like tack on, just because you didn't mention her yet, is Moana. Like Moana seems yeah. seems like a good card in everything that you want uh, to compare it with other princesses from other colors, but it does not feel that it's just there yet. So it is another card like similar to how I feel about both of the the stitches uh, is that it's very easily paired probably with other inks that it complements sure. a lot of the other inks really really well, and maybe that's still because of the amount of cards that it has compared to other cards. So it's, it's a little hard to judge it a little bit, but the real truth is, is that it, it adds a layer of synergy within itself, but it also seems so complimentary so far, which I think is one of the more interesting things well about it. Yeah. Um, you don't like the, the, the little characters that you generally don't want to draw in the late game, as long as you draw the combo pieces or, or the synergy pieces, I guess you should say in the mid and late game, they don't really hurt you, which is, in my which right now is pretty unique for amber for me okay, right. compared to other colors right all right so what about the weaknesses um i mean their characters just aren't challenge impressive and a lot of them uh also are very low in lore um i don't think they have well, i mean they have like a two or for three like the mickey mouse and things like that but the ones that you generally want to be playing with um with Stitch Rockstar and things like that, only LeFou has two lore, so you aren't necessarily putting a ton of pressure on your opponent after you play them. So you have to rely on basically getting like little bits of lore as the game goes on and then basically having a couple turns in the late game that push you over the edge. Um, so, like, I, I don't want to say that, like, their guys are, like, weak to be challenged or anything like that because you just continuously flood the board with them. So it really doesn't matter that they're taken out of combat. Because it's, it's just too, just really hard to gain too much board advantage of them because you basically, just every turn, if you don't take out Stitch, you're just refilling your hand, like, all the time. Um, or if you, or if you, even, if you leave, like, too many characters in, in play and you play the 7-drop Stitch, you're refilling your hand almost every single turn. Um, I, guess, I guess, you know, one weakness would be basically losing Rockstar off the board. Um, so he's, he's weak to, like, the big removal. Uh, like let it go or or dragon fire um and basically like if you put him in harm's way because his three lore is so tempting you're probably gonna just auto lose him to things like amethyst as well with all the rush characters so uh, you know that that's the only weakness is that it's, it's heavily dependent on rockstar being in play and staying in play but i mean they also have the one thing we also didn't mention under strength is they have recursion as well with hades so you can always just get them back. It just depends on whether or not like you're falling too far behind to do that over a course of usually like two turns. But 
Um, if you can continuously add um, like ink to your field to be able to play like 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 say to play the first time you play Rockstar, you, you can't afford to you know you might be able to afford to play one other guy the same turn, especially if you um, if you shift them out. But if you like Hades him back the next time you play him, if you don't shift him, for example, um, it may be you want to make sure the second time you play him that you're also drawing cards with him immediately as well. Um, so it has a lot of ways of getting back, but it like it, it can put you far behind on tempo if you if he gets taken out by like a Dragonfire or a Let It Go. Yeah, I, I think I wrote up in my notes was like you just they don't have any character I think with more than four strength. Uh, wow, so, okay. so it's like you yeah. said, like they don't challenge very well at all, but they challenge in numbers. Right. So that's the big board. A lot of them have some big booties, which helps, you know, like the uh, carefree, the surfer stitch has eight health. Uh, Goofy has what? Six health. The rockstar yeah. stitch has five, which is like, it's still okay when you shift him, um, you know, at, at six costs, a little more dangerous, but you know, none of the cards have, like I said, I don't think anything uh, aside from the care, uh, the surfer stitch is the only one with four, you know, four strength. I don't think anything has five yet. Um, so it is something to note that when it comes to challenging, they might be a little bit under par and it could cause unfavorable trades and things like that. But like you said, if you have all this draw power and all the synergy to content, like constantly keep them in play, then it's, it's not, it doesn't feel as bad because you're just always, you know, uh, you know, reinventing the wheel almost, but just yeah. here's more guys, here's more guys, here's more guys. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the opportunity of Amber. Um, you generally want to, like, you can pair the deck with almost any other color uh, as it stands right now, but, like, I think the biggest opportunity for them is probably pairing it with, like, either um, like Sapphire or Ruby, um, typically. Um, like, Sapphire gives you a really good two-drop with two lore right now with um, that you can also use with Rockstar. Um, you can also pair it with Amethyst because of the one-drop Maleficent. Um, I've also seen people pair it with Steel pretty effectively because of the the removal actions um, allows you to, like... Because I know Stitch, for example, is very susceptible to Elsa. So if you play Smash, um, it gives you an out to Elsa. Because honestly, it doesn't really matter what you pair it with. Like, the, 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 the synergy is the same no matter what color you're pairing it with. So um, I, the one deck I saw that they used it with steel was, was intelligent because they understood what the weakness of the deck was and tried to cover it by using the second color. So I thought that was really smart. Um, so in anyone, like, I don't know that you need necessarily the card draw of Amber, but a lot of their smaller characters are very good with Pascal and one drop Maleficent and things like that. So um, that's where that would come into play. And like I said, with steel, you get the removal. So that's where I would... That's where I would look. Yeah, I I definitely think, like I said, this is to me right now. It's maybe aside from Amethyst, it's definitely the bigger support car uh, support uh, ink in general. Where like you're just constantly able to go like, oh well, I can just play Amber with this, and I can just play Amber with that because yeah, like you said you, all all of your combination pieces. It's not really taking away from anything that anything else is doing. Uh, so it's not like you're harming synergy in any which way. If anything, right. you're just increasing synergy because you're like, well, this package or this engine just like accelerates all other synergies anyway, which is right. I think it's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty important. I think it's what makes Amber, you know, pretty powerful in general. Um, so let's talk about you know our threats. What uh, what are the what's our biggest threats that we can assess so far? 
I mean, the biggest known threat is whether it exists in the game and kind of removal on a, on a more than one character scale. Even if there's like, even if there's like, do two damage to two characters, like type of situation, like you know, like put two down or whatever. However, re- like a fire the cannons for two guys or something like that. Like even something like that would be hurtful uh, to this deck because. Like we said earlier, the characters generally are like other than mini, just aren't going to survive something like that. Um, I also think that um, like early game rush can be a problem for them to take out some of the characters. Um, trying to like you have to make sure that's, that that one drop stitch stays alive, so you can shift into them and things like that. So that can be dangerous. Um, you you can't like you can't really play the surfer without having two other guys in play, so it can be tough to like. Um, to make sure that you're not leaving too many of your guys susceptible. Um, but, but the other, the, the biggest threat that there is in my opinion right now that exists in the game without looking at things that are like potential to me is Elsa being able to um, exert the rock star when you don't want him to get into combat. And because this, because this color doesn't have any direct damage or any kind of removal or anything like that, you have to draw your other colors worth of removal in order to get her off the board or else like, your whole plan can just be ruined by one card. Yeah, it, this it's definitely really hoping for a world with not a ton of AOE. Yeah. Um, because if that's what happens, then like it, it's weird. So like the Rockstar Stitch has at least like a recovery to it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Surfer Stitch is not at all. It's like the opposite. It's like oh, the AOE, and you're like oh, well now I just have this. Yeah seven cost dude that only yeah, 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 two yeah. lures like he's just like like he's not like he's the worst card ever but he's definitely not mm-hmm. what you need him to be in those moments so i i definitely agree there um the lack of removal also may really you know it, it it might it might not harm amber but it might force you into specific uh combinations of inks because like right you you know you might like you can't just if you don't have an answer to like a maui or you don't have an answer to a mickey mouse like uh, like a brave little tower, then like you can do all the stuff in the world, but if they're able to at least keep up with you, these cards are going to go above and beyond to put them ahead, and you just don't have answers to it. So you're going to definitely be relying on your, uh, you know, your other inks that you're pairing with. So, yep. but all in all, um, uh, let's just say grade one to ten so far for Amber. What would you what would you give it? Uh, it's like an it's like a seven or an eight, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can agree with that. But it's pretty much really all in on one deck as it stands right now. Yeah. Otherwise, it's still like seven or eight. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And you know, like I said, most cards so far, but there's plenty of room for Moana to still shine. Um, I think they already have two items, so I don't know if we're going to get anything like, cool like that. We only have, what, Be Our Guest as our, as our song. Yeah. So like, oh, no, wait, is Part of Your World a song? Oh, yeah, Part of Your World is a song. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. you know, we'll have to see what else comes along with those things. Yeah. So we'll break on. We're going to go on to Amethyst. Amethyst currently has 18 cards, and the description that Disney or that Ravensburger gives Amethyst is Amethyst Glimmers are wondrous for this and the other worldly ink of Sorcerer Sages, animated objects, and other glimmers who use their special powers to achieve their aims. They are incredibly powerful when they have access to their amazing abilities, but may land in trouble if they're stripped of those or tap into power they can't control. Um, so yeah, like this is pretty good, right? <laughs> like yeah. uh, this is another one that the, I think the description was like just A plus because 
even the card that we have on screen here, Zeus, is just the epitome of that entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Amethyst is in a really good position so far. It's in such a good position that I think you even have said this in your uh, in the meta report. It was like, this, this already feels like a complete thing. So since it already feels complete, since it already feels like it has impactful cards all over your curve, up and down, the ability to, you know, refill your hand with certain cards or even replace themselves and things like that. Like, Amethyst already feels so fluent, which is obviously, like, already part of the strengths. But, like, it's crazy to think that we only have 18 cards for it so far, and I already feel like it's playable, like, beyond playable. So um, do you have any other strengths that you just, like, want to add to that, Scott? Card draw? <laughs> yeah. Um the three cost Maleficent and friends on their side synergy is absolutely ridiculous. Right. Um, I, I, I literally can't imagine them printing a better song than friends on the other side. Like I, I just, I just can't fathom how there could be anything where you, all you have to do is tap a character or exert a character and you get to draw two cards, like, and it doesn't cost you anything and you still get all your ink to use for so I, other I guess, character. I guess not to go too far off base. Like, <laughs> How much better is Friends compared to Be Our Guest? Um, it's the synergy with the Maleficent that makes it really, really strong. And the synergy with the fact that they have three playable three-cost characters in yeah. Elsa, Rafiki, and that Maleficent that you always want to play that you never... like. The thing with Be Our Guest is you, you may not want to use to exert a two-cost character play it right um i mean i think you should to save yourself the ink to play the character that you typically get off it but it like with friends on the other side you i mean you don't want to you don't want to exert your elsa you 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 can exert your rafiki because you already used him once the turn before right. um and you can certainly exert the three cost maleficent at, at basically no no downside so yeah, i mean the thing is with both of those cards in general is that a your rafiki got rushed so if it's still there right you're, you're you're like okay i'm losing out on a lore but i'm gating three resources so like the give and take there is just it's unfair um and it's the same thing with maleficent maleficent comes into play she goes oh i i drew my i replaced myself and then i'm right. gonna draw you two more cards um which is where i where i think it is but i don't think be our guest is like that far behind no, I do, I do think that it's um, the fact that it costs two is what makes it a little more unique for me because later in the game it might be it could end up being more relevant and because it's a, just a lesser character that you have to worry about tapping or exerting on a given turn to sing it. But I don't know. I think the cards are close. So how about um, how about our weaknesses? What what's currently you know what? I don't, I'm <laughs> I'm actually curious what you're going to say here because I I don't think it has a lot. Um. By itself, um, by itself, the two drop characters are weak. Um, you have to supplement them with other inks. Um, the late game past four, if you need to have one, which is you know debatable, um, out of the out of the color itself is pretty weak. Like you're not going to play Sven. Um, so and elusives. It's it's weak to elusive. Uh, no, I'm mean, to evasive. Sorry, I always say elusive. I, I was gonna chime in, but come on, man. <laughs> it's weak to evasives, um, because all their removal is rush based. 
I mean, it's very good and and a lot of card advantage. That's the other, that's the other thing is they don't just have like actual card advantage; they have a lot of virtual card advantage as well. Right. Um, so, evasives are the are the biggest weakness that they have. Um, but that all that could be solved with another ink. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. Yeah, and when in doubt, you just pump your Pascal. It's fine. Right. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, so what about <laughs> what about the opportunity? Because it sure has a lot of it. Um, pairing it with any one of the colors that make up for its weaknesses is is just so easy because of all the card draw. Yeah. So you you pretty much can just like whatever you need and whatever you're, whatever you think you're going to be like facing off against in a, in a, in a larger setting. Like if you need removal again, you just go into Sapphire or Ruby, like straight removal. If you need like smart removal, you just go straight into steel. Um, if you need like whatever you need, if you, if you want to just have more board presence, you can just go into to Emerald. Um, I haven't seen it be, I mean, you can play it, it you could play a different flavor with Amber as we talked about before um, and still play all the card draw, obviously. So um, the card draw it has currently just is so smooth that that you're going to want to play anyway, that um, it's just so easy to and and really push it over there. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really great. The, the, the late editions so far of Rafiki and Zeus have just proven to be, you know, it's like it, they're not removal, but they are removal. Uh, the moment you start treating them as such, and even though they're uninkable, uh, it, it, it like it almost doesn't even matter because as long as you, as long as you can have your friends on the other side to re, you know, refill your hand on three and keep moving the game forward, you're not really going to have too many problems inking. And then, like, the scarier right. thing about it is like, some of the other options that you have in the particular ink, they don't even feel as necessary anymore because of these cards just being able to dominate board presence, right? Yep. Um, which is the craziest thing about all of it. So, um, what are our current threats? Um, the number of uninkables is getting up there. Yeah. So, like when you go into other ink colors, you just have to be careful, like what other uninkables you're using, and then if. I assume when we have like a full set, like as we start to get more and more uninkables, you're going to start to be like, okay, I'm running out of room here. Right. Um, so like, there's already certain uninkables. I, I think it's dangerous to run like, like you can't just run the one cost Maleficent with Rafiki, with Zeus, with yeah. like all this stuff. So it it can be tough um, to to get to that point, but. The, the way the cards stand right now, you can really make up for the fact that you have a lot of uninkables by just playing smart. So, um, I'm going to highlight this real quick here if it works here. So the songs are threats. I'm not exactly sure what this comment means. If you want to follow up, I would love to answer because I don't. I'm not exactly sure uh, what specifically because I'm I'm actually, I'm more just curious if if it means like opposing songs that I can't really think of or. I mean the songs themselves are. They're obviously threats, but in a good way for you. <laughs> They're strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. I'm yeah. sure there'll be yeah. at least one or two more. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's move on to uh, everyone's favorite color, green. I'm just kidding. I, it's just I like the color green. I love Genie. So 
uh, a perfect opportunity for Emerald here. So Emerald currently has only 11 cards. That's a lot lower than the first two we talked about. This is what uh, Ravensburg has to say about Emerald. Emerald Glimmers are flexible, gifted with the ability to adapt to challenging circumstances. They are never caught off guard, quick thinking, but not necessarily book smart. They navigate their environment, whether physical or social, natural or artificial, with ease. Um, this is one of the ones where, like, when I read it, I I could pinpoint certain cards. Yeah. But, but like, I, it's hard to, like, grasp that whole thing right now. Um, I mean, like, you just look at, like, Jumbo, and you're like, okay, well, like, Jumbo's just, like, this just, just big dude. <laughs> I guess he's just, like, yeah, I'm just going to brought my way through this so like i you know like and then like you think about genie and genie's like this other like off-putting dude where he's just like oh like i can't do everything that i want to i can't be the perfect card but i can be this really powerful card if you're worth paying the cost for me um but yeah i mean it, it was the description is very interesting it'll be it'll be nice to see more cards and see if we can match that description a little bit better um but let's uh let's let's break into it scott what do we have for transfer emerald so far uh, board control with all the bounce. So Genie and uh, Cruella mm-hmm. really set your opponent back on tempo um, a lot. Uh, Genie's also a win condition. He's just really, really good. Um, I would say, like, like, like board presence is really like what I like really like about them. Like Jumba, Genie, five even five cost beasts can be really good there. Um, I really like Cruella in that spot. Um, so yeah, that that's where I, I really like them. Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's like it's only eleven cards. Yeah. But half of them are really impactful. Yeah. Um, so like that's that's like the biggest thing right now is it's very easy to be just play twenty emerald cards in a deck and be like pretty content with it. And obviously you can play up, you know, more. Um, but there's definitely there's definitely like certain things that when they hit the table, like Cruella, she looks pretty innocent, but repetitiveness with Genie just creates kind of this right. over, like really solid overlap. Um, if, if that's what Emerald's going to be about, then they're definitely going to be one of the more annoying decks to play against probably. Um, what about our weaknesses? What, what, what do we have for weaknesses for Emerald? No one drops. Uh, two drops are... Aladdin's really bad. <laughs> um... Unless you shift, right? Is that is that his, his like only purpose? He sits there on the board and does nothing. So yes, I I, I guess <laughs> yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. Um, I can't stand Cheshire Cat for somebody that mentioned it in chat. Um, I I, I don't think it, it does nothing. We'll we'll, we'll, I, we'll point out Lacrona Cast. It, uh, it does absolutely nothing. Cheshire Kitty. I am with Scott. I'm not a fan of the card <laughs> at all. So if it was I'm, a three three, if it was a three three two, it'd be better than it is now. I'm overly prepared to be wrong that the cat is good, but right yeah. now, nah. not a fan. <laughs> no. um, I'm also. I also really like Peter Pan. I didn't mention that during strengths. Oh yeah, Peter Pan. <laughs> Real good so so I I mean I would say I would they also it it can be they can be swarmed pretty easily because they because they're they're. Abilities are usually on defense, not on offense. So, like, they have to, like, Cruella, like, they're not going to send a bunch of guys into her if they don't need to. So, um, you know, just just what happens. So, right, right. 
Um, what's what I found, and this was just like mere days after Genie was released, is that I found that I was almost trapping myself when playing Genie, and I think this is going to be just like a a learning curve for players getting used to the Cruellas and the the genies of the world and like how to really best utilize them. I was always looking for the best opportunity. Sure. When, when realistically, like you just need him to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, he not only is he, you know, uh, in some ways time walk your opponent, which is, you know, like that you just literally remove an entire turn from them, but he's still a giant, like he's still just a dude on the, like on the field. And he has, too lore and he has evasive and he just does like yeah. all this other stuff on top of being a nuisance um so like that that's like just the one thing is that i feel like the cards like uh what is the beast within or Beast is mine the beast, beast is mine yeah uh like these cards like they create these awkward decision points that maybe you're always looking for like the absolute best out of them and i think that you just need to get your use out of them if they're if you're deciding to play these and particular fashion Um, yeah what's our opportunity so far so that was a good segue because i think the biggest opportunity for them is trying to understand where the reckless cards come into play yeah (laughs) um i've actually i've thought iago is not bad um even though he really doesn't do a whole lot other than kind of take a turn away from like one of your opponent's characters obviously he just eats pascal for breakfast but like um it's like the beast's mind is just very expensive for what it does. Yeah. So I I don't I don't know why that card has to cost three. It just it just takes up too much of your turn to to almost do nothing. But 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 in fairness, like you can get to a situation where like your only guy on board is Jumba, and it's like go ahead, you have to that that four four has to challenge Jumba or Sing, which is the biggest issue with Reckless. Yeah. Um. So I think if there's more synergy with the ability to use Reckless, then I think that's probably their best opportunity. Um, the other opportunity outside of their color is just that they have a, a lot of really good support cards. They just are a lot of uninkable ones. That's the only well, that's the only issue. Yeah, I I don't want to go on a tangent, but the Beast is mine is a card that I think it's my least favorite card in the game. Um, it's only because the precedent that it sets for the game i think is so poor sure uh you know we we're we're supposed to play this game where there's no interaction on our opponent's turns which is completely fine when done well there's nothing wrong with those things it doesn't take strategy away at all but a card like beast within in a game like this is just like creating awkward board clutter and like causing so much like nonsense confusion that I can't stand it. So like it's the ability of reckless as a whole, but at least with like Iago, Iago is still in play. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You can kind of like, you like, like the beast within, you almost have to like treat it as like an oblivion ring or something like that from match of the gathering. Where it's like, okay, I'm going to leave my action in play on that guy. So we don't forget that he's supposed to do. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I I hate the whole precedent of it, but other than that, it's very fair. Whatever. Uh, So uh, what are what are our threats for, for Emerald so far? Um, that their best cards are uninkable, and that their best cards are all, like, five and six cost guys. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, their lower end of the curve is is interesting with, like, but it doesn't trade well at all with the board. Right. So, like, Cruella does not trade well with the board, but so she just kind of sits there and gains lore or, or whatever. 
Uh, but I still think she's good. Um, and like Peter Pan, usually just really hard to get card advantage with him, but he's real. I, I still like him a lot. Um, and then a lot of like, you know, right now, Steamboat Willie is fine for what, what he is, but like, he's, he's way better than I originally gave him credit. For. Right. But that's, that's like where we're at with, with, with these lower end curve characters with, to try to gain any kind of advantage. So it has to be used as, as a support color. And all its best, a lot of its best cards are uninkable. So like you're just left in a situation where like how much of this can I really play in one deck, given the fact that I'm already supporting with at least like six to eight uninkables. So right. that's the biggest threat. Yeah. Right. And again, only eleven cards. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. a lot of room to grow, uh, which is makes it a little bit harder uh, to kind of truly give a fair sweat to, but yeah, that's fair. Know, what are you going to do? Um, all right. So let's move on to our next wonderful color here, which is Ruby. Ruby also only has 11 cards revealed, uh, which is crazy. It has like 11 words to describe it, which I also thought was unfair. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. Right. So yeah. Ruby glimmers are daring. They use their speed and bravery to defy the odds. They are often warriors, explorers, and daredevils. Uh, th- this explanation instantly made me understand Rapunzel even more, uh, which was a plus because, you know, Rapunzel being made into a warrior into this world of Lorcana is something we have not seen in previous uh, at really much at all. So really cool to see that, like, this is like that automatically lives by this description, which is great. Um, And for what it's worth, like pretty much all of the cards really do that, except for like, the debate for Tigger, I guess. Like, what makes Tigger a warrior or an explorer or a daredevil? <laughs> he's a daredevil. Uh, he's bouncing around. Uh, I guess he's a Tasmanian daredevil. Sure. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But yeah, um, all in all, you know, this is another difficult one is it's been, you know, it has some of the most powerful cards in the game. Uh, you know, Maleficent, Blade for Little Taylor, Aladdin, um, Dragonfire, right? Like all of these cards are just great cards. And it's funny because in the recent weeks, you know, they've had a couple of cards spoiled with like Tibbs and Rapunzel, but that's that's really all we've, we've gotten so far. So there's a lot left to be found about this, uh, specifically yeah. because like the abilities of all these cards are like, you know, really unique, you know, like Lead by Example on Milan, Tangle, um and the uh the daring exploit from Aladdin like they're all like pretty interesting lore gaining mechanics that um I'm definitely intrigued to see more of but since we haven't it's like oh like you know what what's really going to happen with this so um you know you can add on a little bit here as I just covered some of the strengths but is there any more strengths you'd like to to add on there Scott so it's interesting this says the speed cuz you would, most people would think that's rush I think what it actually means is they have enough coming into play abilities yeah, um, I also look, I also look at it like like Mulan in way is like speed because she increases yeah. your uh, your momentum in the game. Yeah. Um, the late game of Ruby is just insane. Like it's absolutely the best in the game. Really um, I don't find it difficult to get to that point at all. Um, but um, all all its high cost characters. I mean. 
sort of with Brave Voltaire, but like the other two are very unique in what they do um, and just absolutely dominate the board. Um, yeah, I, I the, the high end is just insane. So like uh, it's just really, really good. Which is, makes the weakness so very obvious, Scott. <laughs> yeah, they're they just don't have enough cards. Um, yeah. They're I don't think they have they don't have a single three drop. I don't think. Um, I think you're right. Uh, which is uh, which is poor. Um, they tend to fall behind early and need to need to come back, but they have to get all the way back. Um, so there's that, but. Um, it, it, right as it stands right now, it's a very very controlling game. Um, even like Goofy, who I really like, like they don't always. A lot of their mid range cards, like literally up to seven, need a turn to stay in play before they're usually bigger than what they're out there against. Um, but if you can survive to that point. It, it's good. It's just that you, you have to, they have to be supplemented with another color. Like, obviously, there's no doubt. I mean, there's just not enough cards, but like, their late game's insane. I mean, 11 times four is only 44, Scott. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I agree. It's, it was nice to see, um, like, the clarifications on some of the cards to make them a little yeah. bit better. But yeah, 11 cards. And like you said, there's not even a three cost card yet. They also they don't have a song yet either, right? Or an item like they don't have no. any of these things. No, so like they're they're definitely missing a ton of identity. Um, True. So yeah. So our opportunity is we need all those things, right? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the opportunity is a uh, three drop. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, it's like you said. Like the, the cool thing about this is that since the late game is so good it pairs so well, um, you know, with an amethyst or with a, um, sapphire. a sapphire, cause sapphire can ramp to it, of course. And then even steel, like steel yep. has the, the ability to, to also pair with it. Like, yep. and they all, like, they all do something different when paired with Ruby, yep. which is really cool. So like, like those decks all feel unique in their self, which is nice. Um, but yeah, you know, threats. The early game. Yeah. Yeah, by itself, it, I mean, like, it, it, I know it's sad, but Donald Duck's like one of the better two drops in the game. Um, but uh, it's he definitely is. like it can be sworn very easily as it stands right now. I mean, Dragonfire is really good, but it still costs five and it's uninkable. So yeah, and it 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 feels real bad when you have to Dragonfire or Pascal. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I no longer have to do most of the time. But yes, it just feels real bad. That's all. <laughs> yes. There is way more evasive cards now, thankfully. Yeah. But yes. yes. There was a right. there was a time where I'm like, man, I, I can't believe I have to yeah. do this. Agreed. Yeah. So all right, let's get into our the next color here. So uh we've been pretty mean to this one. Uh, <laughs> In one video, we're into it sure. <laughs> uh so Sapphire. Sapphire has 19 cards revealed, which uh, honestly might make it even worse. Um but <laughs> Sapphire Glimmers are intellectual, intelligent, and creative. Is, is that like not the same word twice that they even wrote on their own website. No, it's a, oh no, it's a little. Uh, I'm just. It's like yeah, it's a little bit different. They could have been a little more creative. <laughs> sure. In their own whatever. That's fair. Uh, they they excel at strategy, invention, and the arts. They can almost always know something, plan something, or invent something that will win the day. Uh, this is 
I, I think it's a pretty accurate statement. Um, I think a lot, a lot of, of the it, bad cards. Well, listen, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say if it was good or bad. I just said that it, it, it's an accurate assessment of the ink. That's all. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good paragraph. It's already pretty fitting. You can already see a lot of the different synergies and strategies going into that. So, nonetheless, um, Scott, wh- what are our strengths for? for this wonderful, wonderful ink? Uh, let it go. Five cost Aurora. Yeah. Merlin. Merlin. Um, Just real today. Real good. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that's it. All right, cool. I mean, ramp, but it's, but I'm not a huge, but like, it's not as good as people think it is. Um, develop your brain is decent. Um, and I mean, there's synergy within the cards. It just doesn't. It's it's Not, like the more the item like, synergy just doesn't work that well. It's really great to have synergy, it, but like if there's no payoff, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, and and that that goes for the ramp strategy. It goes for the item strategy, like it, the princess strategy. Like all of these are great synergy synergizing things, but they just don't pay off. Uh, like you can't win a game with five costs uh, Aurora. Like she just doesn't win you the game most in most cases. Uh, if you ramp into something big, that's great. But if your opponent just removes it and you have no card draw on your deck because you have no card draw on your deck, then like you just ramp to something that just dies. And then you're like, oh, well here, I'm going to draw my next card and then it's Detective Mickey Mouse. And you're like, how do I win the game? Um, so yeah, uh, that's all the weaknesses, and there's way more. I'm just being kind at this point. <laughs> but um, now the good thing is, is, I do. There's there's clearly a bunch of opportunity here, uh, in my opinion. So what, what what do you have so far, Scott? Um, I think I think just ways of playing things more more fair is probably where the biggest opportunity is. Like just just like. Just like play aerial, and then next turn, like just play an item, and you get two uses out of her um, for like a mini Moana type effect. Even though she already is a princess, for example, like if you can find opportunities like that, I think that's where it really shines. I think trying to go all in on all these different types of synergies is where it, it kind of uh, falls apart. Um, I, I do think that with Merlin released, allowing you to swing way up the curve if he connects um, is really powerful. I do think. Pairing them, I, I don't know what like I've seen people pair it with emerald. I've seen people pair it with. I've tried pairing it with amethyst and things like that. Um, because like I said, there's there's only so few like good cards that like if, if you draw into them, it's really good. Um, you know, I, I do think I do think they have a lot of strength in the mid game. Um, so like I, I really do like. I, I mean, let it go is really really good. And like, if you are able to get it, if you're able to sing it for free, like your turn six is going to be like, like I've, I've done things like, again, you have to pair with other colors, but like, if you play a five drop, sing, let it go and play genie in the same turn, like it's, it's, it's a huge tempo thing of what goes on on the board. So, um, even though they don't have a ton of powerful cards, like if they if you do draw them in concert with one another, I think it, it, it can be very powerful. And I do think like it's like every time they get a card, like with Merlin today, like like I couldn't stand like the four drop Aurora, but Merlin makes her really good. Yeah. For example, because yeah, she has a yeah. 
you know, like she's a two five that becomes yeah. like five five if you connect with Merlin. So like she can sort she's a way of gaining like virtual card advantage, but um I, I really just don't like the ramp package. Like playing all eight of them is just bad in my opinion. So Yeah, I I think it was literally the first day that we played the game. Um yeah. I was playing the ramp package and I was just like I was the opposite of lucky where it was just like every <laughs> single time I'm like I played five ramp cards this game. <laughs> and the biggest card I played cost five. So it's like, <laughs> what did I do? Right. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there's opportunity for uh, payoff within its own color. Yeah, um, that's fair. So, you know, there's definitely cards that can hit that will be impactful. We have to assume there's going to be a five cost Elsa or above, um, you know, things like that. Yeah, that are it's true. Just like more repetitive nature. Uh, obviously, we don't know exactly everything, but I have a feeling there's, there has to be some type of payoff within itself, in my opinion, and we can't just be always like, oh, I need to be with Steel or with Ruby to like even have a reason to do all these ramp things because the moment you try to do all these ramp things in like the item thing, now you're yeah. just gonna you're gonna create so many cluttered draws that like even with the incredible mulligan in this game, you're in you're gonna be in trouble. So like yeah. you, just, you don't want to be a part of any of these things. Um threats. The, the straight removal destroys a lot of the, these synergies. Yeah. So, like, it's which really is, weak to its own. Is, <laughs> it's really funny because, like, that's what, like, makes Aurora a pristine yeah. thing in the deck. But it's like, that's all you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It, 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 you can't have, like, if your Aurora is, if you're playing Aurora, like, Stitch Rockstar, where you can't expose her because you want to, like, protect somebody else, like, you're not it's not going to go well for well, you. So. You're not drawing cards like you are with Citrox cards. Right. So you're just right. Right. you're just hoping the next thing you play is like better than it. Yeah. That's <laughs> really what you're yeah. doing. Um, all right, let's go on to You're Welcome with Maui and Steel. Uh, so Steel currently has 18 cards revealed. Steel Glimmers are strong, large, and imposing. They are armored or just plain powerful. Steel Glimmers can apply huge amounts of brute force to get the job done, much like the big fat fatty that we have on screen heel in Maui. <laughs> so, uh, it, I, I, I totally like get this, um, but and even like the whole challenger aspect of it really like just accelerates this, right? Like they have all these characters that have the ability to trade up really, really well when they're yeah. attacking. Um, so I think it, it's very clearly one of the better attacking, challenging strategies. Of course, the problem with any of that is like all of these cards get verbally abused and by a Rafiki and among other cards. Yes. So <laughs> that'll be a part of the weaknesses in a moment here. But uh, what what are the, Threat, the current, yeah? What are the current uh, current trends of steel? Um, the early game is really strong. Um, Fire the Cannons is really good. Getting it back with Captain Hook is really good. Um, So you have, like, virtual card advantage built in to where it's not, like, pure card draw, but it's, like, sort of card draw. Um, So it has a powerful early game. Um, It's a very, very good support color because of its its removal actions um, and damaging actions. Um, I really like Cerberus as a mid-game threat that costs the same amount as the big removal, so, like, you're not actually losing much by playing him, and they, like, Dragonfire let it go him, so, like, he costs the same amount as those, so you're not actually losing any tempo. 
and he is a commanding board presence when he's down there. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think they have decent cards throughout the curve. I really like Hercules. Um, so they have really solid bodyguard um, characters as well. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So I'll move right to weaknesses with Hercules. There was a time where Hercules was just like unbelievable. Yeah. But now, even if you're on the play or the draw, Amethyst just has like a straightforward answer to it, which uh-huh. is a bit disheart- like disheartening, but doesn't take away from how good Hercules is. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just like a clear weakness uh, to rush that this is going to have. Like all these cards are great. They threaten really well. And a lot of the times early on uh, before we got more of the more rush cards was like, oh, I don't mind if I swing my Captain Hook this turn because he can't swing back or he doesn't have anything in play. But now sure. it's like, now it's like, well, I, I'm going to quest my Captain Hook or I'm going to quest my Prince Eric. And now they just die to Rafiki and they don't really get any value out of them. And you're just mm-hmm. like, this is a bummer. Uh, same thing, you know, depending on what your board state going in, you know, a, a Zeus does a couple things like, Hey, it probably removes your best card that you swung with. And then it forces you to like attack into him on top of mm-hmm. that. So it still takes a tempo away from you. Cause if you don't swing into it, they just kill something else. I mean, obviously if you're lucky enough, you have fire the cannons and you can get those synergies. Um, then, you, then you only get two or one. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You only get two for one. I mean, the way you're, well, I guess, yeah, you're not always get two for one, but that is one way to do it. If you're trying yeah. to like keep tempo within lore, I guess yeah. it's a cost to it, of course. <laughs> Um, but it, it, it's, it's weird because it, if you really look at the 18 cards, it has a little bit of everything Yeah, and it, sure. even, and it even has like some inbuilt, like in, like in board synergies with captain hook and, and things like that. And it clearly, it clearly has a direction that it wants to go, mm-hmm. but it does, it does feel like weak along the way. And some, and, and it might be because of the challenger aspect of like, when it's when challenger is good it's great but when it's when when it when it's captain hook is vanilla and when it is prince eric is vanilla and yeah. all of these cards are never truly utilizing challenger then you're just playing with a bunch of vanilla under static cards um and that's not going to feel very good so you're you're going to have to like really leverage the removal that is currently being offered um but the, the, the two biggest weaknesses i find with it is you have to play Fire the Cannons and Captain Hook, so you automatically have you know, on Inkles in your deck no matter what you're pairing it with, so that can be a problem. Um, otherwise, I don't know what you're playing for. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you can, I guess you can get away with, like, six or seven, but I wouldn't. Um, right. And then the war values on the characters, even if, like, the board is clear, are all one. Right. Like, like except for Kristoff, they're all one. So, like, I, I've, I've literally played against people that have, like, five characters in play and i'm like okay you gain five like i'll give me a turn to like get back into this and like like if i if i banish two or three of your guys next turn like now you're gaining two Mm -hmm. and like i'm racing you with like two guys like it's it's not good like you, you, you it's 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 not that hard to gain board presence but it's hard to like pressure Given the really low, given how many characters have really low war values, yeah, there, there just isn't many of them that even have two. Like, right? Uh, I think there's three characters. There's three characters. I think that have two war above. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a low. It's definitely a low count. So it, it is one of those where it's like, like you said, like you, you could have four or five guys in play, but 
your four or five guys is only representing four or five lore. So like if, if, if you ignore them all, right. Which right, is never happening. Right, 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 right. So it's just like, you know, it's, it sounds good in practice, but eh. you're not putting any pressure on it. So. Right. So what's our opportunity? Um, the removal paired with another color that actually can make up for those weaknesses. It makes a really good, great complimentary ink. Um, Again, you have to commit on inkables, but like if you just play like those, like Captain Hook, Fire the Cannons, Smash, um, and like one other card, you're usually okay. Right. So it, that's a, it, it pairs really well with Amber and other cards that are, and like Amethyst that already have like a ton of cards available to them. Right. Um, I do have a, a very like this is like a real real question here. Um. What is what is gone to do? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. I just. I mean, I guess he really heard Stitch. That's the point, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> I guess he really that's... heard Stitch Rockstar next. I guess. Uh, sure. I'm. I would be willing to bet that they're just going to turn their guys to quest and. Right. Not they, can only, they can only just not challenge, right? Yeah. So like. I, I've literally never seen the card in play. I, I'm not and sure. I watch a lot of content, yeah. and I watch and I play a lot of games, and I've never seen this card in play. Yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. So, nonetheless, um, <laughs> what are what are our threats to steal? <laughs> uh, the rush characters are really like as you mentioned earlier, are really, yeah. really, really bad for them. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's you, you you can never feel safe with your with your low power challenger guys um, exerted. Because they're just going to get Rafiki or Zeus out. So, I I do want to mention because uh, we, we I think we missed it in strengths. Um, they do have like core pieces that are techy, uh, you know, like sure. Limba, for example. Um, a, a beast is currently the only way to interact with items. So like they do beast mirror like, is good. Beast mirror uh, is good. Too. Yeah, beast mirror is obviously very good too. Um, so like they're they do have like these other aspects to them, sure. Which is which is great because it means that you can build on those things, or you know it, it could just make this like a good complementary you know complementary ink, which is likely where it very well could end up, um, just based on a lot of the things that we said. But even with that, it's like you have to look at this for what it is, and if any metagame has you know a heavy favored amethyst deck it's gonna be really tough to get away with a lot of these low-cost deer steel characters right. so that's a huge threat but amethyst the color the ink amethyst is just a yes <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> yeah and then even honestly ruby uh you know like we're talking about catching up like aladdin hits the table against you and you're just like well that's like a time walk and a half um right so yeah, because you're not, they're not gaining you're not gaining a lot of lore. So you're not gaining lore. You you like can't even lore because if you do, you just lose it right. and give your opponent stuff. Like so, like there's there's clear threats to this like entire synergy, which is very problematic. And again, if you if you two for one the Aladdin, the guys you have in play are gaining you like two or three lore. So it's like it's still not a still not a like a a threat to the board. Yeah, yeah, big problem. So Cerberus, man. That's why you need that boy. Cerberus is a he's a big fat fatty <laughs> along with Maui, so you can't can't hate too much. I haven't seen him ever hit play either. <laughs> yeah, I'm not shocked. 
What about? <laughs> I mean, like I'm looking at the cards right now. Like Tinkerbell, like, like is that card? Yeah. That card even like card's not even playable, right? Like, <laughs> man, I don't. Uh, and well, don't even get me started on frying pan. So we, we don't even yeah. get started on that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, if you guys have been hanging out through this episode and you haven't yet, please hit the subscribe button. We truly do uh, appreciate it as we are continuing to grow. So, Scott, uh, we're, we're nearing the end here of this of this podcast, and we have been doing the contest every week. Um, I think a very easy answer or easy question for the commenters today would be, uh, what's your favorite ink so far and why? Um, but with that, Scott, like, what is currently your favorite ink in the game? Oh, Abbott, this is not even close. <laughs> it's really hard to argue that. Um, it's so good. It's so good. I, 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 I enjoy Amethyst a bunch. I do also enjoy Emerald, probably because I beat myself up into playing it a bunch um, before it was even good. So, like, the moment it became good, it was, like, a nice, refreshing touch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do think that Amethyst is very clear, like, above and beyond, just better than everything else right now, and it's, like, not even close. Um, and then like Sapphire is the polar opposite where today helped, right? Like I think Merlin helped and the card is very good, but I don't know if it's enough to like turn the tide yet. You know, I, obviously Donald Duck is not turning any tides, uh, no. from last week. So no. I think you still really need, uh, something to capitalize on with the ramp, like within its own color to give it more of a fresh identity. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, what 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 is really cool about some of the stuff that we didn't really touch on just yet is like the fact that we hadn't seen many songs or actions or inks at all in the past month now. Sure. There is definitely a lot of room for development just with that. I mean, we see what Amethyst does with just friends on the other side. Um, yeah. We see what Ruby can do with just having dragging fire. So like, and even like Sapphire with Let It Go, but like the actions seem so powerful, at least the, the really, really good ones are really, really good and defining. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. some of these inks don't have, like, true defining ones yet. So it'll be really nice to see some of those things. I mean, even, like, Lady Tremaine, Nebel Stepmother or whatever, uh, like, seeing an emerald action that's worth getting back would be is something that's, like, still desirable. Um, so Yeah, I agree. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But uh, for everyone that hung out in the live chat today, thank you so very much. Hope you guys did enjoy uh, if you were listening on audio and you want to catch the visuals, check us out on YouTube. And of course, that is going to be it for us today. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, Scott, and see you guys on the next one. Thanks, guys.